James Gospel reading seems there were no preparations, no decorations, no special clothes, no carefully planned groups, no receptions, just clothes thrown on top of a donkey, not the room. And I'm thinking, I wonder why it seems like church throws your cloak on the road. Did you consider that you're going to lose your cloak in the midst of all the other cloaks that are there? Is there perhaps that they tried to find which was better than which was somebody else's and they took it? It seems absurd to me. It seems as if they're trying to make something special that's not or sort of acting in the orientation of what they expect how much they think they can do. And then there's the matter of the unwritten cults, not the very triumphant form of transportation. Yes, part of this is referring back to the prophet Zechariah, who wrote, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shall allow your daughter to be so grown, your king comes to you triumphant and victorious as king, humble and riding on a donkey and a colt, the foal of a donkey. Now this clearly became royalty and humility. And this is the fulfillment of that prophecy that makes it special, but it's really kind of an absurd transport. This is God in human flesh. This is the creator of the world, clothed as one of us. This is one for whom the rocks themselves would cry out if everyone was silent. The triumphal conclusion of the Holy Republic is this. Something empathized, authentic, and praying together. And let's not forget the cries, the crowd present. These cries quickly change from jubilation to cries of crucifying him in the course of the course of a few short days. We, our own preparations for Palm Sunday are much more complex than this entry into Jerusalem. The preparation is started months ago when we ordered palms, and when I say we, we probably must have brought the palms, but we ordered the palms in advance, we prepared the liturgy, we practiced deacons, we practiced temples, there are the, the beautiful arrangement in front of the altar, there are the red diamonds and jasmines. This triumphal entry sort of reminds me of a scene from the very red diamond and the diamond of Monroe. And there are these three sort of otherworldly angelic beings that are coming down and they don't really know how to be human. So they steal sheets and wrap themselves in sheets and they look sort of ridiculous as they're trying to do something that they're not. And that sort of idea reminds me of what's going on here in the home of the Spirit. Now, with all these things that are rumbling around in my mind, a typical overthinking way that is out there, which absolutely everything, I'm going to begin to see absurdity and focusing on absurdity as instance for weirdness on this gospel that somehow disrespectful or heretical or wrong or something like that. But then as I continue to read, the wrong talks about John Calvin's idea. And quoting Calvin, we, we read, in a certain sense, the instructions Jesus gave was ridiculous. 
to quickly find a terrible and painful poverty. And that actually carried out to expose the liberty to the mockery of all life. Ridiculous, painful mockery. These are the words that the power of theologian and his teacher used to describe what's going on here. It is absurd. I think part of the reason that the absurd nature of the story has been brought into question is because these last two years have been absurd. Well, perhaps this is the only perspective we can get on what has happened now. But it seems that humans will never say we will never hear each other, hopefully, one person on the other side. When I was just a kid, I didn't come up to me and told me that I wanted to. Join a community of people who You would have to leave for territory that we would all be wearing masks, and then we would pay with the time by the hundred pounds that required to record their voices separately. You know, Robert would have to put them all together on his laptop. It's a new way to do this. It's too absurd, too strange, too weird that here we all want to become members of So I'm wondering, as this absurd nature, I recognize my own experience in our gospel today, calls us to what is it pointing us towards? Mine goes back to Wednesday. To one of the readings from the prophet Isaiah, where God is talking to people who do all the right actions and fast in the right ways. But they changed their hearts. And we read in that passage, look, you serve your own interests on your fast day, that's all you work for. Look, you fast only to quarrel and to fight and to strike with a wicked fist. So fasting is you each day will not make it worse for your heart. It's not this the fast that I choose to reach the bones of just the justice, to empty the thongs of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free and to break every yoke. Do not to share your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your house. And you see the naked to cover them up and not to hide yourself from your own kin. Then your life shall break forth like the dawn and your healing shall spring up quickly. God is pointing out the absurdity of these people who do everything right on the outside, but nothing is clean and inside. The idea is that it's not about outside actions, or rather that outside actions mean nothing is reaching out your steps to God in the inward states. I think that's the absurdity of it. This day is that the outward signs of Jesus' triumphal entry do not match the glory and the majesty within those Jesus didn't need all the teachings of a triumphal entry to believe something or to declare something because he already was. God's divinity is not dependent upon us. Christ's kingship is not inaugurated by human hands. Jesus would have been more of a king. If there's all the finery, pomp, and circumstances, the most elaborate 